Hello, everybody. Welcome to the People's Cup. As always, I'm your host. My name is Ray Garza, and I'm joined here by a pretty good friend of mine. His name is Jamar. Jamar, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. What's up, guys? I'm Jake Martinez. Um, I think a lot of people in the Albuquerque community call me Jamar. Um, 25 years old. Nice. Right now, dude, just kind of bumming it with the with the folks. So I'm not doing much. Um, but I have a I have a degree in geography, minor in history, and I'm not using it. So it's kind of. Do you want to use it? Don't want to use it. Um, I mean, I I think I'm open to whatever. I mean, I feel like this might be like side topic, but I mean, everybody wants you to get like a degree or get you like a, just a piece of paper that says you can get a job now. Yeah. I think it really matters what I do. That, I mean, I think to a point. Yeah. Yeah. But like some people would be like, oh, I want to be a doctor. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like the that. medical stuff is always in like engineering stuff. But why did you why did you choose geography and history? Um, Shoot. I was Initially, I wanted to go for like a degree in biology, and then I realized I'm not good at science, and I don't really enjoy it. Science so, is fucking hard, yeah. Dude, I'm just being in Chem 121. I was like, oh man, I need the parachute class. Oh, 121, get me, get me out of here, bro. <laughs> and so, um, and then I just ended up taking a lot of geography classes, and I was like, I like this kind of stuff, and but not so much. I know people are like, oh, you're gonna be a map reader teach them out math. I was like, I mean, there's different forms of geography. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the fucking world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but in like, kind of like my later years, like junior and senior years, like they're just cool classes that I took that was like, how does the space you're in kind of even determine the loss was like law and geography. That's cool. The purpose behind things being built and everything has a purpose that is built, you know, that's Uh, sweet. So that was super cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoy learning and I enjoy, I think even initially I just want to like create space for people to meet in. Yeah. That's kind of a thing that I'm on now, but that's awesome. Yeah. We'll see how that pans out. When did you graduate? 2017. 2017. Nice. Dude. A bachelor's in geography and a minor in history. Exactly. dude. That's cool. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thanks man. Um, so Jamar, I think I've, I've, I'm what 23 now and I've known you since I was 16 years old. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, so how did, you know how we met or how I guess we, Yeah. Matt. Uh, <laughs> I mean, of course, it was through Cibla High School Young Life <laughs> at the Popers. Um, I'm no, no, no. That's sort of what, what it was. Um, I remember being at a game, Cibla football game, and I just saw this giant poster of your face in the crowd. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know who that is, dude. But then you were like a freaking legend. And oh, so, no. um, then I then you started coming to club with Blair mm-hmm. and Adam and yeah. um Who's your other homie? That's Ben, Ben, Mm -hmm. Ben duck. And, uh, I think I, I was like trying to like be cool with you and trying to like talk to you, but you were too cool, dude. And it wasn't swear, bro. Dude, I was a little nerdy kid. But anyways, um, I was like, dude, I bet you can't dunk on me. And you definitely dunked on me, dude. Dude. I I don't remember that. I think in my mind, I remember, I remember, my buddy, uh, his name is Chucho. I don't necessarily. <laughs> yeah, dude, Chucho's wild. <laughs> I think for like the longest time I've known Chucho, I never actually knew his his name, but it's Alexander. But anyway, his name is Chucho. Yeah. And he said, hey, Ray, you got to come to this thing called the club. It's a, it's a former ministry of young life. And I went and I'm like, you know what? This is this is different. It's cool. And I remember seeing like you. I remember seeing Noah, um, who was another like older leader. I remember seeing like John Montoya, John Montoya, Cassidy Sarah Daly, Cassidy Ross, all these crazy people. And I'm like, yo, these people are like legit adults. <laughs> <laughs> they have jobs hanging out with 
my 16 year old ass. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I think like, I guess from that time when I was 16 to 23, I think just times where I got involved in the ministry of leading a little bit. Yeah. We hung, we always to hang out. We'd go to, uh, we went to like Utah, Moab. Yeah, dude. Uh, we also went to Salt Lake city to see chance the rapper. That's that right. was a good time. And yeah, I think we just had some fucking wild stories. Dude, that, that road trip was by far the worst I've ever been a part of, but such a cool experience. I dead ass hated that trip <laughs> on all levels. <laughs> I don't really think I enjoy the concert that much. We saw a chance to rap for everybody listening. So basically this is what happened. So I'm a nurse now. I graduated nursing school and the nurses do this thing called pinning, right? And so I got pinned. Um, I want to say, when did I get pinned? I got pinned back in, yeah, it was 2017. And um, so like it's a ceremony. It's kind of like a graduation kind of deal. Right. And I remember them saying, well, the concert's tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, I can't miss it. Like it's my fucking graduation. And so they're like, well, I think so. I don't know who it was, but someone had the deal. Let's drive throughout the night. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think that's fine. And like in my mind, I think in Utah, everyone listening, we live in New Mexico. So it's like, oh, it's just above us. It's not that far. So I was thinking maybe like four hours, five hours. And we didn't, we didn't map it before we left. And someone put in the phone and we're like, guys, this fucking Salt Lake City is like 11 hours away. Yeah, 10, 11 hours. And so we left Albuquerque at like 8.30 PM and we didn't get to Salt Lake City until 8:30 a.m. Yeah, dude, it was snowing too. It was snowing. I was freaking out. Yeah, I did not want to do it. I was, I was, uh, I was with my ex girlfriend at the time. Yeah, I remember right. it, or my girlfriend, but now she's my. Was, uh, yeah, that's the side of the point. <laughs> but I remember driving the whole time, and I just remember it was me, uh, my buddy Johnny, who was on the People episode. Yeah, and um, my my ex girlfriend or my girlfriend, and oh, we were fighting the whole entire time. Oh shoot, dude. And I remember Johnny, I, Johnny, I know you're listening. Johnny fucking instigated the whole <laughs> damn argument the whole time. <laughs> like we were finding much stupid shit and Johnny would be like, well, Ray, she does have a really good point. And then I'll come back with him and she's like, well, yeah, Ray does have a really good point there. And I'm like, dude, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the freaking Airbnb. We sleep for like maybe five hours, get up, go to this concert and leave the next day. And I hated every moment of it. <laughs> dude, it was like. When it, yeah, I remember you called me. You're like, dude, it's kind of icy. And I was like, Ray, I don't know what you want to tell you at this point, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't remember that. Because it was like you were sliding. I was like, frick, bro. And then we stopped in whatever town and there was like these stray dogs everywhere. Like, oh, yeah. Third world country. And I think it was me. It was me, Casey, Brian Parks. And we had like one of the twins that came with. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Twins. And dude, he was a, he was a random guy, man. But and then it, it, it was just weird. <laughs> great guy. Weirdo, though. It was just a, not, 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 I mean, I don't necessarily remember him. I remember just like the towns we would stop in. I remember like get out and getting gas at four in the morning. And I'm like, this town is weird, bro. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just, a, I mean, it's also four in the morning, but it was just weird. But it's also, we stopped every second. Oh, because Serena had to pee every 10 seconds. Or, yeah. We would go to a gas station and then someone would be like, Hey, I got to pee now. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? We got to go. Dude. I was heated, dude. And then we saw a bunch of Mormons in Salt Lake city. Dude, that way, that tell me the truth. Like we got out, and it was almost like a utopia. It was like it was like too perfect, dude. Well, dude, we went, we went to the, everyone listening. We went to the temple uh, in Salt Lake City, which is I'm guessing the richest. I don't know. Yeah. But everyone was like, okay, everyone's like walking around in suits and like fancy dresses, and we're walking around with fucking flannels overalls. and vans and overalls and like who are these fucking kids yeah, walking dude. around? But yeah, it was it was like insane. Yeah, dude, it was like secretive because we I think we walked in. Well, we tried to get into the actual in. temple. I like, tried to get in. They said no. Yeah, dude. They I guess said, it's like a said members only kind of kind of cult kind of thing. But I mean, that's chill. 
it's whatever. But yeah, so just I guess just over the years, everyone listening, Jay Moore and I just will always, I guess, hang out in different kind of situations. And it's been, it's been interesting. It's been fun. It's been good. Um, but Jay Moore, what do you do for a living? Shoot, like I said, man, right now, I mean, I just got back from traveling. So, um, okay. I mean, right before Thanksgiving, so I was hanging out with family. And right now I'm just living at the parents' house, dude. That's 10, classic. That's Acapulco. awesome. Acapulco. Um, yeah, so right now just dropping off some resumes, you know. Yeah. Dad's on me like, hey, you need a job. Say no free ride. And I was like, <laughs> I know. I was, I was dreading this conversation with you. Um, but yeah, I dropped my resumes yeah. off at like a couple coffee shops, breweries. I was at, I was at Applebee's today with my dad and turns out he knows some guy that's at the bar too. And he's like, <laughs> we're like talking forever. And he's like, well, what are you up to now? And the guy's asking me and I was like, honestly, man, I'm just looking for a job. And he's like, well, like my son, um, he like grows medical marijuana. He's like, I can see if he wants a, if you want a job or anything like that. And I was like, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, dude, write my number down on this napkin. And so that sounds really cool. Yeah. Any leads yet? Uh, I don't know. I'll probably text him tomorrow. See how that goes. That's cool. Uh, Any leads with others, other places? Um, possibly. I mean, I'm still talking to Josh Davis about like the little bear stuff. Yeah. A little bear spot is sweet. I know they're pretty full. So cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Enough with the, with the, the grown up life. What do you like to do for fun? Dude. Um, dude, spike ball, spike ball comes to mind. It's too fun. If you guys don't know, it's like volleyball, volleyball, but on the ground. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, yeah. You've gotten to play in a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, it's a good like park game. Yeah. Um, that hiking. Okay. Dude, anything outdoors is fun. Always. Yeah. Trying to get into reading more, which I absolutely hate other than the Bible. You know what I mean? Um, I think everyone should do a little more reading. Yeah, some, exactly. Some <laughs> <wear warm. laughs> That's cool, man. Um, so yeah, so everyone, um, as you know, in the people's cup, we like to drink what the people is drinking. Um, so yeah, Jamar, tell the, tell the people what we're drinking today on this beautiful Wednesday night. Right now on the people's cup, we are drinking a Godfather, a Godfather, some bourbon and amaretto. And I think we did, we did equal parts. Yeah. Equal parts and some fucking ice. Yeah. It's a classic drink. Um, sweet, but also pretty strong. Very strong. I highly recommend. Very strong. It's weird, man. I always like drinking bourbon or amaretto in the winter makes because it like makes my core warm. Yeah. It's interesting. Really heats you up, man. Yeah. So, and we're also going to smoke some cigars here in a little bit when we get the conversations flowing. But yeah, so this is the, we're drinking a good Godfather in the People's Cup. There we are. All righty, man. So now we're going to dive in. This episode is called An Uncommon Guide. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> so back with the context, Jamar. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you were with your, you got done traveling a little bit. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm, that's, that was something called the world race, right? Yep. So when I think of a world race, I think it's like a, like a track meet. It's a bunch <laughs> of everyone from the world is racing. Sure. Um, so I'm kind of curious, uh, what is the world race? And I'm yeah. pretty sure people are too. Yeah. So go ahead and elaborate. Um, Honestly, well, funny story. Anytime I told someone I was doing the world race, some people thought it was like the amazing race. I was like, nah, like different thing, different thing, but they were kind of let down. But, um, the world race is a mission organization based out of Georgia. Um, I think one of their main mission routes is the 11 and 11. Okay. And that's 11 countries in 11 months. Um, and typically what they do or their traditional routes are, um, sending sending a group to those countries, whatever the 
countries they set up and they'll partner with ministries in that country. Okay. Um, so that could be, um, helping with the homeless or you teaching English to a certain area or helping build something. Um, a lot of that kind of classic missionary, um, okay. kind of to do's if you will. Um, cool. Yeah. So if you guys are familiar with mission trips, that's kind of the basic route, but, um, they also have two other routes called expedition and unscripted unscripted is the one that I did. Um, and I didn't honestly, I knew nothing about the world race other than a friend that told me years back. It was like, yo, check out the world race. You travel to all these countries, you share the gospel. And so when I got into apply, the lady was like, well, we have this unscripted route. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, basically it's you listening to the Lord and then going and doing that. And I was like, Oh frick, like this just got real, you know, that was it. That was the only thing she said. And I was like, yep, that's the one. And so, yeah, I ended up taking off in January onto that route and that's cool. It's been, it's been sweet for sure. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so everyone listening, um, I know this, this, uh, the people's cup is the idea of like, I kind of want to elaborate more on society and culture. Um, and although, um, I, I am a Christian and a lot of the people I interview are Christians. Um, I don't want this podcast to be about that. Um, but I think, um, JMR's experience with the world race, which is some sort of ministry is actually kind of something that is cool and interesting. I think a lot of people would enjoy. So, yeah. So we're kind of going to dive a little bit into that. You said 11, 11. Um, I don't know what that means, but I'm guessing it has to do something with where you went. Yep. So where'd you go during this, this thing called the world race? So our initial route was Southeast Asia to Africa, to Europe, to South America. Um, but like I said, with this route, it's like you're listening to the Lord and going and doing that. So we had a lot of freedom, so we didn't have to necessarily stay on course with okay. that list of countries. But we still had to like respect leadership and um, let yeah, them know where we're going, course. that kind of thing. But um, our, our full country list was Cambodia. Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, South Africa. Wow. And then Bulgaria. And then Bulgaria, Serbia. And then we had to make it to Spain um, to do the Camino. That was a part of it. And I'll get okay. into that. But um, then from there in South America, it was Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, and then home. Um, so wow. that, that was my initial route. But some of us went off even went went off track or had more freedom because the, by the time we got to Europe um it wasn't just Bulgaria and Serbia it was like you have a month to make it to Spain so you get to just travel throughout Europe you have a month oh my gosh dude absolutely wild man took some sketchy buses yeah dude i mean like besides like i mean this is this isn't even on the script what was like not i mean not i mean i know you travel but like what was like literally traveling like like transportation to these places <laughs> so, I've only flew in like American and drove in America. Yeah. So what does that look like? Yeah, no, good question. Um, in Asia, it's super easy just because they have like all these, like these like little taxis almost, um, okay. they call them little tuk-tuk drivers. So they're like these little, um, three wheel motorized vehicles or a motorcycle with just like a trailer that you sit in the back of and they're super oh cheap. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. The most traffic I've ever seen in my life and they don't care about the freaking rules at all the laws of not the road all, bro, not <laughs> at all um so it was a lot of that um ubers buses walking um renting a bike if you trying to get around but definitely walked a bunch and i definitely been on some like 18 to 20 hour bus rides 
God, dude. Good Lord, dude. And I mean, in Asia, I think the, the sketchiest one was like, they like, they also do like their mail or like drop things off to different cities as they're going past. Oh, so okay, it takes longer. And I swear we took a, we took a bus from Bangkok to Phuket. And that was like this 12 year old kid driving us in, oh the middle, in the middle of the night in the jungle it's raining that's insane dude. it's hot dudes you're like sweaty someone's touching you because they're right next to you and there's like no room wow that's, pretty brutal, dude. Well, that's that's insane dude, they were young man i bet that's crazy how was uh this is, this is even on the script guys i haven't talked to jay more about this since he's been back so now i'm just curious but yeah. uh we'll get we'll get back to the script in a little bit what what was uh like how was the, the language barrier Cause you don't speak any other language besides English, right? I mean, I would say a little bit of Spanish, but I realized that I don't know too much <laughs> Spanish at all. But, uh, in Asia, I think it was pretty easy because <laughs> they like end up teaching a lot of English within their school. So these kids like, Oh, so they learn, they, they know, but, um, so you can meet people halfway, but if you run into a poor community or like you're in the kind of little shanty town area, they don't, they don't yeah. know English. You don't know. Uh, whatever it is, Bahasa, Indonesia, or Khmer, which is in Cambodia. And so you're just like pointing at things and you're figuring it out. And it's like, it's an awkward situation, but yeah, I shit. think, yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's like such a, I don't, I don't know, a humbling thing too. Like for me to think, yes, like English is a global language, but like I'm in, I'm in your world right now. This isn't about me. Yeah. I don't have no kind of privilege right now. Um, and yeah. so that was cool. So I'm like ordering noodles. Good thing their had menus had pictures on it. Cause otherwise I wouldn't be able to share. Dude, I ask. Yeah. I hear you. I don't have anything like, I think sometimes just going to like certain parts of America where it's like predominantly Spanish speaking, I get like stressed out cause I like don't understand. And I'm yeah. kind of like in their world and I can't even imagine like, like although we are in America, I literally like sometimes I'm like, yo, I, I couldn't imagine being in this country overseas where I'm like, no, this is your shit. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, please be nice to me because I have no, fu- I mean, not that you shouldn't be nice people, but like, right. please, because I have no fucking clue what's going on. I'm so far away from home. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane, dude. Like, and I think that's a beautiful thing is like you trying to learn their language or even say the little bit that, you know, like if you learned hello and thank you, all that kind of stuff, they're more inclined to help you out. Um, and more like gracious, um, which is cool. So if you just kind of came in there speaking English or like, you don't understand me, like they're not as helpful. Yeah. Um, so it, I mean, they're in language tied to your identity and like, of course, your culture I mean, and all that. So it meant, it meant a lot to them, you know, yeah, that's how you communicate. Um, yeah. So I guess getting back to the script, what was the, what was the coolest place you went? Why? The coolest place. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could, you could change the word cool, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean like, what was like the, just the place you went that you really enjoyed? Yeah. I mean, there's multiple for different reasons, but the one that pops up in my head is um, we went to Namibia, which is right next to South Africa. Okay. And that initially that wasn't on our route. <clears throat> we were able to like make a proposal and go to that country. Um, and it was such a, a like weird place because it's like sand dunes next to the ocean, but it's Africa. So there's like wild animals. You'll see like giraffes and you're like, yeah, dude, like and you're taking a bus across Africa and Africa's huge. So you're on a bus for a while and you're just seeing this wildlife. You're seeing like lions. Uh, we were able to go to like a, a national park in South Africa. Um, and 
like it, I mean, it's one thing to see a line at the zoo, right? At the Rio Grande Zoo, but it's like, <laughs> dude, I saw a pride of lions stalking a prey and I was like, oh, frick. Dude. Oh my gosh. It so was, it's like, they're, it's not, they're not in like containment. It's, no. they're just rent, they're it's in the, where they live. Wow. Dude, it was insane, man. Yeah. At the freaking Rio Grande Zoo, they're in a containment of <laughs> yeah. 20 feet. It was like something where I was like, if you guys just can come and attack me if you wanted to, or I saw an elephant like pass right by me and I'm like, this is Whoa, crazy. that's yeah. insane. Yeah. I don't, I think like, yeah, I've seen lions and elephants, but I think it's just a whole different experience seeing them and when they, where they actually live. Yeah. Which is crazy. Sure. But, um, yeah, coolest place was Namibia. One, it was because it was weird and it wasn't, I think it, it was really unscripted of like, we felt like the Lord was calling us there. Okay. Um, and we show up to this town called Walvis Bay. I think I'm, they say it differently because it's like German. It's a German. Okay. Um, I see. Or a highly like German influence in there. Um, and it was just like intense, man, because I mean, Africa, even that Southern part, like there's a lot of like still like racism going on and it isn't just. Okay. It isn't just blacks versus whites, but it's sometimes even blacks versus coloreds and whites versus coloreds and all the different tribes in between that there's a lot of like hate for or not even grace for sometimes. Wow. Um, so that was interesting to see. Um, and by the time we got into South Africa and Namibia, they had a lot of their elections going on, which is like pretty heavy because I, I, I don't know if I'd describe it properly, but like they have that reverse apartheid going where a lot of Africans are even just killing like white South Africans and taking back land. And from what we heard, there was just like corruption within like the higher up government. They just kind of let it slide, um, which is pretty gnarly. Yeah, um, totally. And so we're like, one is like kind of an unsafe place to be. Um, and we didn't stay in the main little town in Walvis Bay, which okay. is predominantly a richer area, which there was a lot more like white Namibians. And then we, we stayed in a place that was poor area with all the like black Namibians and it was super poor. Like, honestly, we're in like a shanty town. Um, where do, what do we get ourselves into? We stick out too. I mean, there's four white boys out there in Namibia. Yeah. Um, and they're, everyone's thinking like, well, what are you guys doing here? Um, and so it was like such a transition from we were in Asia and you see a lot of, I mean, you see a, a immense wealth next to, Poverty too, but here it was just like, they don't, they don't got anything. And they were, we weren't staying in as nice of places that we were staying. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, it just kind of stuck out to me or one of the coolest places because the people there were just so good and getting the chance to just love on people real well. The people that have probably never been seen or even on like, they don't get to go out too much. You know what I mean? They're stuck there and it's crazy how far God would take a group of travelers to these people just to love on them. Um, and for them to even love us really well too. Um, that was just kind of a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. Even like playing soccer with all these little, um, Namibian kids that are phenomenal by the way. And then yeah. just even teaching a Sunday school with a, a local lady that's like, hey, I'm just going to have a church for these little kids. You want to join? That's cool. And just sharing our faith. And it was just like something raw and real and so much of God telling me like, it's, I don't know, it's in like Acts 17, 27 and 28 of like, perhaps we should feel our way towards him because you're not far from any one of us and him we live and move and have our being. I think that just kind of resonated with me so much there. Um, 
That's cool, man. Yeah. He's aware. And so we just kind of really stuck out. It was a beautiful place, weird, but you kind of saw some heavy things. But then these people that just seeing unseen people in a way was just like a cool thing. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. That's a good way to put it. Uh, I mean, I think there's always a, a flip side to good or cool or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So what was the, what was the worst place you visited or the sketchiest place or the, <laughs> just an odd, like, yeah. Like, yeah. and why? Um, I think it was what I was telling you before of, I did not, I did not like Bangkok whatsoever. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a big metropolis. It's a very like nice city. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, Thailand, it was just very, it was just very like dark in a sense. Like there was, everything was just kind of in your face as far as like sex trafficking, as far as um, prostitution and drugs are flowing through this area. Like you, you knew it was happening and this kind of things kind of let it slide. Um, wow. There's like no control over it almost, you know? Um, yeah. it, it like reminded me of like hangover to whatever, like Bangkok has you kind of stuff. Like you don't know, um, like if you take a wrong turn or go down a wrong alley, like you see like some pretty gnarly things. Um, wow. and so that, I think that that was just hard to see and like trying, um, to be a light in a dark place, but I mean, it was really dark and totally. seeing like little girls that have grown up in sex trafficking was awful to see and the privileges that I have and, um, and maybe even a cultural part of it too is like, I, I, someone told us while we're over there of prostitution, sex trafficking happened or happens in Asia, but it started with like American soldiers back in the day. Wow. So, or like people coming for that specific reason to like have sex and that kind of stuff. And so it was a flip side because we were like, oh, it's dark and stuff, but it's also we could possibly be the reason for why it started. You know what I mean? Yeah, just being from America and um, one that's, I don't know, I know, I think it's true about how much um, victors write history. You know what I mean? And like from our perspective, like, oh, like we were doing good or it was a policing action within the Vietnam War, but there's also a lot of bad things that we did as America too, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess you're talking a little bit about like the pol political side of it. I think like, yeah, I I just think that's like interesting to think where like American soldiers or just Americans in general have like plays or had played a huge role in all that. Yeah. And like, I, I've never been to Bangkok or any of that, but we live in Albuquerque yeah. and in New Mexico. And I know sex trafficking and like human trafficking is very prevalent here and big. And although I've never seen it, um, or maybe I haven't just didn't notice it was happening yeah. but you said it was more like in your face yeah like how how was like like did you feel like you needed to help or did you need to do anything like how was that like well like one there was a ministry that we knew down there um that it started we first met them in cambodia and they call it daughters of cambodia and it's a really awesome organization that like gets those trafficked women into like jobs and okay protects them and I know the lady that started that is like trying to branch out to other countries in Thailand and Indonesia as well. But at the same time, man, it's like you turn or if we're in like Phuket, even it's not just Bangkok, but even in that kind of tourist area of Thailand of all the beaches and stuff like that. Like I said, you turn the wrong corner and you find yourself or you just see like a line of men that are lining up to go um, wow. into like these buildings. And I mean, 
they have they it's protected like you can't really go in there and like stop it or police you know doesn't even go in and mess with it and sometimes these these owners or whoever's take or like organizing or has these sex trafficking places set up they they threaten these people's kids or the girl's kids that we will kill your son or we will kill your daughter if you leave us so they stay in it and it's like a cycle shit. so it is pretty heavy and you're like you seem helpless right all i can do is really pray and i believe in miracles and i believe yeah um, and things happen and it's it's cool to see people still fighting for that but in that moment i was like i i tangibly can't do anything wow you know? yeah so that was pretty heavy i was how was how, how was the i mean i i'm just thinking like i top of my head with, here with like with the, the whole system and like organ like just the corporation i guess of the whole sex trafficking going on there how was i mean i'm, I'm guessing there's sketchy people involved are very like like evil and mean people involved were they like ever threatened by you guys or did they ever harm you guys or anything like that or they kind of just like a don't don't tell hush hush kind of thing or i mean there's definitely eyes on you and they're watching us because i know even we split up into different teams on the race and so some people were in different parts of thailand and even from there like testimonies like man people are watching you and they were going to see how close you get but if it is a concern where it's affecting their business, they're going to tell you something. And wow. So it's also, also like a safety thing for us and even, even being under. No, of course. <laughs> an, an organization of like, like people expect us to be in safe areas too. So it's like be street smart and. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. That's very interesting. I think, yeah. I, and it kind of just has me like so baffled because like I, it's almost like. I, I, I'm like so speechless because like it's so prevalent. Yeah. Like although I've never seen like like how was it for you internally like to see like actually men lining up to go in a building because I've although I've never seen that I know it happens here but I've never seen it. Yeah. But how was it be like it's happening here but now I actually see it like how was that like how did that affect you personally? No, no good question. I I mean it definitely took me back of like we know that there was evil and I'm and. Maybe it's us just growing up in America, but I mean, we, in a way we live a very sheltered life. We don't see that, e- that darkness. Of course. Right? I mean, yeah. And so that took me back and I was like, man, like I'm from a Christian, even just like who I am of just following God. Like, I mean, God's still at work. God's still working through yeah. um, all this, but there's just people that haven't heard about Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so that kind of took me back, but it's also like, man, this, some people have grown up in a very different life than I have ever experienced and how blessed and privileged I am to grow up in the family that I've grown up in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how, where, like, how does that happen? You know what I mean? Like that's. Yeah. That's totally interesting. It just makes me think like, how did I get so lucky in a way? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's enough with the, not enough, but I mean, we could talk about it for hours about yeah. the, like the dark stuff you experience, but um, I also want to know, like, what was the, what, what was the, some of the coolest experience you had? Oh man. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's some in there. Um, like I said, like, or maybe I haven't really said this, but the unscripted route, right. It's listening to God. And so the whole year is getting close with God, listening to how he speaks to you. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, that's your focus. And that's not a normal, or maybe that's not, it's not so upfront with a lot of mission trips that I've seen or even heard about of like, like you're usually like, oh, I'm going to go and do and help a community. Mm-hmm. But this was like, no, you're growing with God. You're going to learn how he speaks to you. And along the way, just from that overflow of how much he loves you and 
knowing who you are, you share the gospel out of that. Um, so in, in and of itself, it was a really cool experience just to be on the race. Um, but I think I saw that very tangibly as I went across Europe. Okay. Um, because it was like an unscripted route on my unscripted route of we start in Bulgaria, Sofia, Bulgaria, and it's East, Eastern Europe. I've never thought I was going to be in Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like, this language looks so foreign to me. Um, yeah. Super interesting. Um, but from there of just getting to travel through and move with a, a group, my team at the time was, they called themselves the chimichangas all <laughs> team names and it happened to be the biggest group, but just seeing the, how much we were focused on God and how much we loved each other well and journeying across that, like you meet people from all over, you meet travelers that are end up coming with you. Um, and I don't know, I just felt like that was kingdom. You know what I mean? Like you're sharing everything with each other. Um, and whether that's for a brief moment, like one conversation in the city or they're traveling with you for, I don't know, a few days or they're in the same place and you're getting to hang out with people and then catch you later. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was a cool balance of like, God can still do really big things in a short amount of time and also do really big things in a longer period of time. You know what I mean? Like, totally. Totally. So um, yeah. And I know what we, what did we do? We from Bulgaria, we went to Montenegro okay, or no, no, excuse me. Uh, Macedonia and Macedonia, like right above Greece. And we went to this place called Lake Orid and one of the most beautiful places I've seen, like everything in Europe, I feel like just like ancient and they have these old It churches, is. I mean, you know dude, I mean? we've like, only been, America's only been around for a little bit compared yeah. to these countries. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's just cool to see all their like old fortresses and stuff like that. Um, and how many just, there's just so many different cultures and so many different people that yeah, yeah. all over. And it's just cool to hear their stories and what they're doing. Kind of a, a, a side note, I think it even just made me realize how privileged my American passport is compared to everyone else's. Like, yeah, that is true. We can get in anywhere. And some people are like, I can't even make it to Croatia to get a job because this passport is meaningless or it doesn't mean we, it, is, it says like, we don't basically bring in money to this country. You know what I mean? So wow. they don't accept it. Um, so it's like cool things of just hearing people out. Um, totally, totally. I, I think I might've shared this with some of the Young Life crew, but uh, we met two Serbians in Montenegro. Okay. And the, I mean, they're, th these people were on their vacation. We just happened to meet them. We had dinner with them. We celebrated the girl's birthday and just loved her really well. That's awesome. Um, but one of the days we were hanging out and they gave us this like full download of like just Serbian history and they've basically been in every war that's been in Europe, you know, except wow. for maybe one or two and just their different, uh, different perspectives. And just, I mean, I think the older generation of Serbians, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to speak for all of them, but this is what they've told me of like their grandparents and stuff. Like they have a hard time with Americans, um, because of one, the war and they've been bombed by us. Um, and so they're going in this full detail of like, America did this and this to us. And I'm like sitting there nodding my head, like, okay, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm sorry. Um, but it was just a beautiful moment of them being heard by an American, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they've I mean, never <laughs> got the chance to do that or even say what they've been through. Cause I didn't even know about this kind of stuff. No, totally. I mean, like, I think like we grew up in such a sheltered, like history yeah. thing where it's like, I mean, like I, I'm, we think like, it, it looks like America is like the gold standard, but like, yeah. 
we also like I want people to understand and even like me more to understand a little more is that like, yo, we've done some fucked up shit. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's it's hurt people. So yeah. what they told us, they said, um, there's a there's a statue of Bill Clinton in Albania. Really? And I was like, what in the world? What do you mean? And the, I from I guess supposedly America has like helped the Albanians in a certain battle and like bombed Serbia. And so that's why the Albanians are really for America or on the side of like Bill Clinton whenever he was president. Um, wow. I was like, what the heck? So it's just like this different, I mean, it's a different perspective in them. No, it is. Yeah. Them saying like, man, I, the, the girl, she's like, man, I wish we had communism in our country because it did really well for us. And I just, I even thought back of like how many people in our country would be like, Oh no, communism's bad, but that's our perspective still. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we don't know how they're grown up. And so they were, she, she was legit. Like, no, I want it back. Like it would do so much better for us in wow. this country. So, wow. That's, just, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, that's man. like, like blowing my mind here. Yeah. But a, like a, a thing that crossed my mind is that, so, I mean, I may be wrong here, but it is it, the world race is just, just sharing. Like, are you guys doing any type of like, like health, health, like work or like any kind of stuff like that? Or is it more just along the lines of like, we're just trying to share the gospel. So like I said, the traditional routes, they'll partner with the ministry and some of them could be a health thing or the ministry there, a ministry there. Got it. Um, and that's the, something the world race sets up. But again, for my route, like there's so much freedom. So like we wake up in the morning, we meet with our team and we would ask God like, Hey, what do you have for us today? And sometimes that would be like, man, I want you to go meet travelers and hang out with them and love them and share about your faith. Or it could have been like, Hey, go buy this, this man food, go get this, give a, a cold bottle of water to somebody. Um, or it could have been inviting someone to sit with you. Like it. Wow. And that's all the crazy thing is all this stuff that I've learned on the race is like, we can do that now. We can do that here. I can do this here on Albuquerque. Yeah. I can invite the homeless man to come have a, a meal with me or the person that's sitting by themselves to come and sit with me um, or to go up and home. And we did a lot of this of just praying for somebody. And that is kind of hard with language barriers. Of for course, sure. of course. Of but course. then it's also like, you don't want to put God in a box and say that he cannot do it. Um, and so you take a leap of faith and you pray for somebody and like, Sometimes you just different stories of like, man, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Um, or just them bawling or, wow. you know what I mean? It's like, God is moving. God is active. He is alive. He is well. That's cool, um, man. And yeah. And as far as like medical things, like, um, I'm trying to think if we had a specific example. I mean, it, it doesn't have uh, to be. I'm just like, I've yeah. always, just cause I'm a nurse. I'm kind of curious on about yeah. that. But like, dude, I think what's really cool is that it's just simply I don't want to title it being a bum, but you're kind of just <laughs> bumming around a little bit, which is yeah. kind of tight. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, honestly, it's almost like if, I don't know, like the disciples back in the day, like they're just traveling. Yeah. And they're going to town to town and people are welcoming you in and you stay with them and you share what, you know, cause at the end of the day, it's almost like the verse of, I don't have any gold or silver, but I have God, you know what I mean? So like, that's awesome. That kind of thing. And so a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom for that's cool, man. Um, so 11, 11 months later, I'm going to ask you this once and once only. Okay. Uh, Jamar, was it worth it? A hundred percent, man. Why 100%. so? hundred percent. How do you feel you've changed last from 11 months ago to now? The season that I had before the race, 
was drastically different from the season that I had on the race. Okay. Um, which I was doing full-time ministry. I was working at a church and I don't know. I, I think, and I, Christians always get in this, this mode of, man, I have to do for the Lord. I have to do so that the Lord loves me or I'm in right standing with them. Yeah. But like that, it's, that's like a backward sense. And like the race gave me the real perspective of, Hey, you're a son. God loves you for who you are already. And I know this is Christian. The Christians have heard this and they say it all the time, but it's another thing to believe it that I know who I am. So, so much. I grasp my identity as a son and just living out of that and having the sole focus of the race being that. And I didn't, you know what? It was a year from all the distractions too. You know what I mean? Cause I get back and I mean, you got to find a job and you got to start paying for things. Right. But I just yeah. got a whole year to travel and seek the Lord and feel my way towards them, you know? That's cool. Um, so it's a hundred percent worth it. And it's definitely brought a lot of life to me. And I think God used it really well. He's just right now. I think he used that race to prepare me for something more. That's um, cool. You know, it's really cool. So it's so, definitely worth it, man. What's, what's, uh, what's next, man, <sighs> man. Um, as far as like what's been on my heart. Yeah. Like what's some ideas or thoughts or stuff yeah. that you're processing? I mean, like, yeah, we all know, like, <laughs> eventually like someone has to get a job and work and that's the boring <laughs> right. part of stuff. Yeah. But I kind of want to know like what's next, what do you want to be next? Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I even, I think kind of backtracking, but like at the beginning of the race, I was like, I'm going to have all my stuff figured out. And at the end of it, I didn't. And it was God just saying, Hey, this is still the beginning. Hey, this is a leap of faith. Um, and the thing that he put on my heart a lot was like, it was just my family. And I know I've, I've like prayed for them and I've, I've shared what I've been doing. Um, but more of a focus on like, I know, bringing life to them and like understanding like the authority that I have within my family to share about that. Um, so that's been cool. Um, just wanting to love my family real well and just share what God has done has been a big thing on my heart. And I think that's what the Lord wants me to do as far as right now. But other than that, in like bigger terms, I, I, it would be easy for me to have like, wait for like a burning bush moment of like, have this crazy thing and God be like, this is what you do, JMR, right? Yeah, of course. But it's more and more for me. It's like just being, putting your like feet in the water, having the freedom to still love God, love people. And I could do that any, in anything. Of course. Right? Even if I took this job as a grower of medical marijuana or a bartender, like I can still bring kingdom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. Dude, I, I like that. Dude, I'm not sure you've been listening to some worship music, but uh, Maverick City has this one song called Take Me Back, and they have a, a line in there called, uh, are you waiting for heaven or is heaven waiting on you? And like, that's it, man. We are we're able to bring kingdom right now as Christians, as uh, just believers in God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's so cool, dude. That's kind of where my heart is, and that gives me freedom to do whatever. That's cool, man. So, yeah. So, Jamer, do you have any... Uh any closing thoughts or anything you want to say? Any stuff you just, yeah, whatever yeah. you want to say. I'm, it's kind of just the closing thoughts. I'll leave that open to whatever people want to do. Um, maybe it's even just uh, for people to know about the world race. Like I know there, that there's a stigma of it's just traveling and sightseeing, which I mean, like it, I definitely did some sightseeing. It's cool. Yeah. I definitely did some traveling and I saw some really cool things. I went to Machu Picchu. I did the tourist. That's awesome. Things, that's you know? awesome. That's awesome. 
But at the same time, like, I think with my heart for that point is we say that God is for everybody, but then we act like he's only there for like the, the, the orphans or like the sad stories, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there's the travelers, there's even the middle class that still needs to know about Jesus. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying when it's like, check your heart, like what's your motive really? Is it really to share the gospel? But we found ourselves in situations where we're with travelers and what do travelers do? They go and sightsee. And that was like just a beautiful thing to be with people and have fun. And that'd be okay. That's fine. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I think that's just big because I know Christians sometimes like act like you can't have fun, but God created fun too. You know what I mean? Like go, go, go to the freaking beach. You know what I mean? Like fun. I swear, dude. No, it is. I I totally agree with you. I even got worried. I was like, man, if I posted this on Instagram of me doing this thing, I know people were like, dude, aren't you supposed to be like on the, on the street corner, just street preaching right now or like standing on a crate preaching. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're supposed to be like bringing water somewhere. You know what I mean? Like I know they would have those questions and thoughts. So I was like, I better be careful of what image or like knowing that people could jump to conclusions like that. That's cool, dude. So that's really cool. Closing thought. Closing thought, man. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah. So kind of always is what I say. Um, I always like to remind people to support their friends and family of the cool stuff they're doing. Um, and I always like to include stuff that happening in, you know, we're, we're based out of Albuquerque. Um, so I kind of like to include stuff that happened in Albuquerque to kind of empower community. Um, so in the month of February, February 8th, um, is going to be the classic New Mexico barbecue and beer festival. Um, I know my dad and I will go to that or he's actually in Dallas. So I'm not sure we're going to go anymore, but I'll be there. Um, February 5th is going to be the book of Mormon at Pope joy hall. Although I've never seen the book of Mormon, I heard it's fucking hilarious and I heard everyone should check it out. Um, and then on February 14th, there's a tour called that's a Murray Valentine's day tour. This is for all the single people out there. Um, that's me me as well. That's all of us. Um, and always two basketballs. Uh, it's a, it's a valid, it's a valid tour that just goes to a bunch of breweries and bars. Cool. Um, kind of just being a bunch of single bums. Um, so, but yeah, so kind of what the people's cup is all about, about having genuine and cool people on the podcast. So, uh, Jamar, thank you for being on. Um, and, uh, this is Jamar signing off for the people's cup. Thank you guys for having me. Dude, feel free to reach out down to hang out, down to talk about the mission trip. Also just talk about life. So get a hold of me on Instagram, I guess. Classic. What is your Instagram? Shoot, it's just, just, it's boring. It's just Jacob Martinez underscore. You'll, you'll recognize him. <laughs> He's a good looking dude. Um, and this is Ray, uh, your host, is always signing off with the People's Cup. I hope you guys have a good day, week, month, and whatever. Peace out. <laughs>